Assalamu alaikum my friends my name is Fazal welcome to Injil for Muslim podcast Allah Taala has given the Injil Sharif to be a blessing and guidance for all peoples including the Muslim community Inshallah these lessons will guide you to understand the word of God which Allah has given through Isa al-Masih The Injil for Muslims podcast is especially designed for those from Muslim families who want to learn more about the Injil Sharif Please listen closely as my friend Dr. Daud teaches. Our prayer is that you will learn to love Isa Al-Masih with all your heart, soul, mind and strength as you listen. Assalamu alaikum my friends. Welcome to the second episode of the Injil is for Muslims podcast. One of my deep convictions is that the Injil has been given as a guidance and light. for all people everywhere including for the muslim community so i want to read for you one ayat from the the quran kareem that makes a statement it says and we sent following in their footsteps isa ibn miriam confirming that which came before him in the torah and we gave him the injil in which was guidance and light and confirming that which preceded it of the torah as a guidance and instruction for the righteous Here the the Quran is giving uh, is giving testimony about the Injil Sharif and one of the things that the Quran says about the Injil Sharif is that in that book there is guidance and light. And if we want guidance and light for our spiritual lives, the Injil Sharif is a book that we can go to. Let me just share a little bit of my story about that. When I was a young man studying in university, I began to begin to have an interest in spiritual things. and i begin to go and look and to ask which book is the book that can guide me into truth and as a university student i begin to read the anjil sharif the torah sharif the zabur sharif i also begin to read the quran kareem the bhagavad gita um i was a i was a science student at that time and i was looking down many paths and asking the question which one is true which one is good and as i um As I began to study I I had a lot of questions about the Anjil Sharif about where did it come from and could I trust that book and I get, I went on a season of study um in particular I began to I began to study different translations of that book because many people had told me that the Anjil Sharif had changed and I'd heard that rumor and so I thought well I'll go look at different translations and I'll ask questions about where did they get this book from and where did the original copies come from And I walked on a path of looking at more and more into to Greek. In one of these episodes, I'll make sure to go and share my story why I ended up learning Greek, Yunani, so that I could understand the Anjil Sharif in its original language and some of the things that I learned in that journey. But as a university student, I was surprised to find the thousands and thousands of ancient copies of the Anjil Sharif that that existed. and i i remember uh being surprised because i'd heard that those sorts of things didn't exist and when i found the evidence i found that the anjil sharif had not changed and when i began reading the anjil sharif i found that just as that verse that i read says that in that book is guidance and life and as i studied that book god changed my life and i hope that he'll change your life today i found that if we want to grow close to god that that's a good book for us to study And this is mostly what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the overall story of the Anjil Sharif, a story that we sometimes as followers of Hazrat Isa al-Masih, we we call the gospel and what it means to follow Hazrat Isa al-Masih. 
When we look at society around us, we find that most people are not in a close relationship with God. But I believe that that is exactly why God created us. Hazrat Esau Masih told us that there are two great commands in life. The first is that we should love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is that we should love our neighbor as herself. Simply, we should love God and love our neighbor. And Hazrat Isa al-Masih taught that if we just do those two things, that we will be essentially doing all of our religious obligation, that we'll be doing everything that God has created for us. The problem is that most people are not doing those two things. And the issue is that to really love God and to be in a relationship with God, we need to be pure. There's a verse in the Injil Sharif, there's an ayat that says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Let me say that again. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. The issue is that to get close to God, we require purity. And God is not pleased with just an external purity. I've I've seen that many people in the world have become experts at showing purity to another person, but don't have a purity inside of themselves. Is God pleased with that kind of purity when we are, we're just experts at showing it to others, but we, we don't have a purity inside of our hearts? No, I don't think so. I've seen that many religious people especially have become experts at that, of, of pre- presenting themselves as being spiritual to others while lacking spirituality themselves. And I will tell you, God can see our hearts. And God is not pleased if somebody is just externally showing themselves as religious or spiritual. He desires us to be pure in heart. The problem is that we can't take our heart out and and purify it ourselves. That's an act that only God can do. And that's what Hazrat Isa al-Masih came into this world to do. So I want to just share with you the the story of Hazrat Isa al-Masih as I understand it from the beginning. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He made everything that we see in the world. And last, we all know that he made Hazrat Adam salam and his wife Hawa salam. He put them in a beautiful garden and gave them authority over everything in the garden. But he gave them one command. He said, do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But what did Hazrat Adam salam and his wife do? They ate from the tree and broke God's command. Now, because of that one act of disobedience, that one sin, their relationship with God was broken. So if we have even one sin inside of us, even one piece of impurity, we cannot go into the presence of God. Just like Hazrat Adam salam, we're also sinners. The Injil Sharif uses this phrase. It says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That includes every one of us. Every person has the same problem. We are all sinners and we cannot go into God's presence because of our sin. Now, I often think about this, thinking about a bottle of water. Think about it. It's clean, right? The water's clean. It's pure. Now, imagine that somebody comes and they just put something impure inside that bottle of water. Maybe it's some alcohol or maybe it's something unclean. So the water was pure, but just one little bit of something impure makes the whole thing impure. And the same way, if we get even one piece of impurity inside of us, our whole pure life becomes impure. Really, let me just ask a question. Can that which is impure enter heaven? Of course not. Can that which is impure enter the presence of God? I think we all know the answer to that. 
And the issue that all of us have is that we have impurity inside of us. So the question we need to answer, and this is why Hazrat Islamasi came, is to help us deal with our impurity. So the question is, since we are sinners, how can we enter into God's presence? So let me begin by looking at the, the example of the man that we call the Khalilullah, the friend of God, Hazrat Ibrahim a.s. So what is Hazrat Ibrahim a.s. famous for? We, he's famous for his sacrifice. God called him to give a, a sacrifice of his son. And Hazrat Ibrahim a.s. heard God's command and obediently was about to sacrifice his son when God stopped him. And God provided an animal for Hazrat Ibrahim a.s. to sacrifice in the place of his son. In that story, we see Hazrat Ibrahim a.s.'s obedience, but we also saw that he still made a sacrifice. And why did Hazrat Ibrahim a.s. make a sacrifice? What is the purpose of sacrifice? I've seen that many people do not have satisfactory answers to those kinds of questions. However, when we look at the examples of the prophets, all of them made sacrifices. We see Hazrat Nu a.s. he made sacrifice. Hazrat Musa a.s. made sacrifice. Hazrat Daud a.s. made sacrifice. Therefore, we need to know the purpose of sacrifice. And to understand the meaning of sacrifice, God has given us a book called the Torah Sharif that God gave through Hazrat Musa a.s. In that book, we are shown that if we sin, we must make sacrifice for our sins. In one place, God's word says, without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. Let me say that verse again. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Forgiveness of sins is why Hazrat Ibrahim a.s. made sacrifice. Forgiveness of sins is the reason that Hazrat Musa a.s. made sacrifice. And all the prophets made sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins. But this teaching about sacrifice creates a problem for our lives. When we look at society around us, when we see it the world around us, we see that sin is common. And when we look at our own lives, we, we see that we're also sinners and that we often break God's commands. And for that level of sin, one sacrifice per year or, or an occasional sacrifice is not sufficient for these daily sins. For this reason, God sent other prophets who spoke about, about a Messiah who would come to offer one perfect, one complete sacrifice. The prophets taught that the Messiah's sacrifice would be sufficient not just for one person or one family, but that it would be sufficient for the forgiveness of the sins of the whole world. So one day, Hazrat Jibril came from heaven with an announcement to Hazrat Maryam saying, Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and will call his name Isa. When she heard this, Hazrat Maryam was amazed and said, How can this be, since I am a virgin? Hazrat Jibril responded, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And it happened just as Hazrat Jibril announced. Is the birth of any other prophet this unique? Did angels come and announce the birth of any other prophets? How many other prophets were born without a father? Hazrat Isa al-Masih is also famous for his miraculous works. He healed the sick. He gave life to the dead. Once he walked on water. Another time, Hazrat Isa al-Masih fed 5,000 people with five pieces of bread and two fish. Another time, he stopped a storm with a simple command. The power of Hazrat Isa al-Masih was great. Was any other prophet able to do such powerful works? Hazrat Isa al-Masih had the most unique birth of any prophet. He did the greatest miracles. The teaching of Hazrat Isa al-Masih was also unique. Every other prophet said, this is the way of God, walk on this path. They gave us commands and, and taught us something. 
But Hazrat Isa al-Masih said something different. He said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to God the Father except through me. Hazrat Isa al-Masih's teaching was different since he himself is the path for us to gain access to God. All the other prophets merely taught about a path, while Hazrat Isa al-Masih became our path. So the birth of Hazrat Isa al-Masih was unique. His miracles were unique. No other prophet could do the works like him. His word, his teaching was unique. But those are not the most unique, the most special things about his life. The most special thing that Hazrat Isa al-Masih did was to give a sacrifice for our sins. And Hazrat Isa al-Masih did not give the sacrifice of an animal like the other prophets did. Hazrat Isa al-Masih gave the sacrifice of his own life. He became a perfect sacrifice, a blameless sacrifice. He gave his life upon a cross for our sins. And do you know what happened three days later? Hazrat Isa al-Masih came back from the dead. Have you ever met a person who was in the grave for three days and came back from the dead? But know this, Hazrat Isa al-Masih's birth was special. His, his miracles were unique. His word was unique. His death was the most unique death of any person. And his resurrection, his empty tomb, stands as, as a testimony for us today. And so where is Hazrat Isa al-Masih today? He went to heaven. He remains in heaven today in the presence of God. Every other prophet, every other teacher or spiritual leader remains in a grave. We know where many of those graves are today, and people still visit them. However, one grave is empty, because Hazrat Isa al-Masih was great enough to walk out of his grave and ascend to heaven. Now a day is fixed when Hazrat Isa al-Masih will return and give judgment. He will give judgment to all people everywhere. We must be ready for the day of judgment by walking on the path of Hazrat Isa al-Masih. We do this by repenting of our sins, believing on Hazrat Isa al-Masih, and becoming his disciples. If we do this, we will be ready for the day of judgment. If we do not, we will end up in the fires of hell. This is the choice we have today when we hear the, the message of Hazrat Isa al-Masih. Today, my prayer for each of you is exactly that. My prayer is that as you listen to this podcast and read the Injil Sharif for yourself, and you hear the greatness and the uniqueness of Hazrat Isa al-Masih, that just as Hazrat Isa al-Masih changed my life, that you will also repent of your sins and let him change your life as well. Huda Hafiz, my friends. Thank you for tuning in. I want to welcome you to continue this conversation of learning from the Injil Sharif. And in particular, I want to give you a challenge. If you want to learn about the Injil Sharif and to really learn this book, I want to give you the, the Injil in 90 Days Challenge. The Injil in 90 Day Challenge is simply this. You can easily read the entire Injil Sharif in about 90 days. If you read just three chapters a day, it'll take you about 15 minutes. You may have a lot of questions. How do I get an Injil Sharif? What do, where did the Injil Sharif come from? For answers to your questions, I want to direct you to our website. Go to Injil formmuslims.com. That's I-N-J-E-E-L, the number four, muslims.com, injilformuslims.com, and you'll find answers to all those questions and more. On that website, you can also find ways to contact us directly with any questions or in any ways we may help you. Allah Hafiz, my friends.